Hello guys, thank you for being here. My name is Derek, and I'm the host of this podcast, PC Modding and Making. And I also do computer builds and other projects under Rhodes PC. For this episode, I got a chance to sit down with Eric, the guy behind UO Beast Designs. He's a wizard at metal fabrication, and I got to dig into that, as well as his workflow and prototyping. It's a really cool episode, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Before I start the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to Woosh. Woosh is the sponsor of this podcast, and it's a really cool tech cleaning company that has a product which is non-conductive and totally safe to use with, uh, you know, motherboards even, or your phone or monitors while they're on, and still clean your stuff up to 99.9% germ-free when you're done. Head over to woosh.com and use code RHODESPC to save 15% and directly support this channel. Now, on to the episode. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Dude, that was actually weird. That was... uh. Could you hear that? No. Man, I was talking about how great you were to... <laughs> to uh, to connect the like the weirdest shit so the podcast is pc modding and making and i was talking about how you're an excellent candidate to be on the show well anybody who's creative i'd like to have on the show but you're an excellent candidate and ryan was last week too because you guys are actually makers first Mm -hmm. and i think that's a big deal because pc modding is awesome and fun and expressive but you don't find out about it until you start PC modding yourself. So I want to bridge that gap and kind of, you know, sp- spread our hobby to the, a bigger audience because in a sense, we all do a lot of the same stuff that people who classify themselves as makers do. Mm-hmm. We're, we just have a very direct laser beam of where we put it. We don't, you know, we don't have a broad, like I am a woodworker. I can build anything made out of wood. Uh, niche like that's not where we show up we we probably could do things like that but we choose to kind of direct it at computers and i think making it i think we are actually makers and making stuff is at the heart of what we do and the computers is just kind of you know the medium and it it it's what becomes it's what you know makes up the hobby of pc modding like we all just really want to make stuff and we've found a, a lane with PC modding, but I want to bridge that gap, which is why I, I was telling you that it's awesome to have you on here. Cause I don't know, you know, like there's so many things that go into a shop uh, with metalworking that I'd love to learn from you or just hear about how, how the workflow goes. But as I was saying this in our podcastle, dude, you cut out <laughs> and a television signal came through. I don't have a TV on in this house right now. A television signal came through and somebody was changing channels. And I was like, Eric, is Eric? There? So I was hearing like the news about Russia and then it went on to some commercial. And then there was like a movie clip, uh, uh, like with, a, you know, what my mother called the head of a big firm to get me on a movie. Absolutely. <laughs> movie line. And I was going, Did he just peace out. So I watch TV. <laughs> it was so weird. I was so I was all I was talking to you, and all of a sudden, you not only cut out, but the screen went to that picture that I sent you. Yo, what is um, up? And I was just like, I was like, okay. So I was just like sitting here, <laughs> just waiting for, <laughs> just waiting. I thought that you were gonna like reconnect or something or having another issue. Um, but clearly, Podcastle was just uh, 
<laughs> Yo, that or this computer came with a ghost, but that is a weird that was a weird one. I was like, I waited it out for three minutes because I'm writing down the timestamps of when to edit, and I was like, three minutes, edit, four minutes, five minutes. I, like, <laughs> I gotta check my phone because I don't think this is Eric. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I have no idea what that was. That's so weird. Holy, what a rocky start to a podcast. Sorry, man. No, nah, bro, it's fine. Like, dude, this is this is how the best, uh, the best, the how you create the best things, right? That was a, definitely a weird start. Yeah, kind of entertaining though. I, I wish they talked back whoever I was picking up the signal from. <laughs> Holy moly! I feel like I was in Russia. I mean, you don't know who's listening. Apparently not over on Podcastle. Weird. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pivot from that platform. I don't think I trust it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure I would either. Dang, dude. Uh, okay, so, so for anybody, you know, for the guys listening, in an, you know, maybe they aren't familiar with you, Beast, and what you do. Would you want to give like a quick introduction to where you, who you are, and how you got started with, you know, designing these these cases? Sure. Um... So my name's Eric. I'm a uh, third generation metal fabricator. I I have a metalworking and fabrication background. Um, the I started fabric fabricating my own cases because I honestly wanted to to be better as a maker, as a fabricator, as a manufacturer. Um, I saw making computer my own computer chassis as an opportunity to learn more about um, not just 3d modeling but also more complex um, sheet metal assemblies and you know from there i just found that i i really liked it um, <laughs> i found that uh it was a medium that i could uh i could also be creative with um I've always been into creating things. I've always been into art, um, into design. And this was just sort of like an unexpected avenue for it. Um, so I, when, I, when I initially started making, making my own cases and stuff, like I didn't actually think it was going to be a creative venture. I just thought that it was going to make me a better fabricator. Um, hmm. And uh, hindsight, it's probably done both. Yeah, so. for sure. That's interesting. So you kind of came at it the other way where I was trying to, like myself, for example, I got in, into it as a PC builder, kind of added, you know, one, two, three different ways to customize it. You actually come from just customizing stuff and then ending up with a computer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, so as a, so the metal, you know, fabrication shop, is that like your own business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's um so it's my father's business. Um, I run the day to day of it. Um, we're a small shop. Um, you know, I'm about ten people. Uh, but um, yeah, we're uh we service the entire um northern uh, New Jersey and Metro New York area. Wow. Uh, so basically, a lot of uh, a lot of the people that we're doing work for are other manufacturers. Um, so we tend to get a lot of the more challenging jobs um hmm. which in turn has honestly been one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me because i've gotten to or i've had to learn how to do things um in a lot of different ways which has been uh or you know 
a really a really cool opportunity that um because if you're just making like if you're just a regular manufacturer like let's say that you make you know you make shelves right and you sell your yeah. shelves to you know home depot or something like that like you don't really have to like learn many different ways to make a shelf like there's really only one real way or two real ways to do it and only maybe one of those ways is going to be the way that's actually profitable to do at scale um the so you guys will get really good at making a shelf or and maybe like a couple variations of a shelf but all you ever get to do is make a shelf um right versus me like i not only make a shelf but i make like everything else in home depot <laughs> like <laughs> yeah shelf um, display stand the feet the the brackets to attach a lamp to that shelf exactly yeah all that stuff yeah that's cool so you guys are kind of the you know 10 guys also for a family business is, is not a, that small of a shop that's pretty good oh thanks yeah no it's um you know we we do we, we do a lot of we definitely do a lot of work so and, and i hear the east coast is a pretty uh you guys have a lot of you know hard workers over there so to sustain a shop of 10 people is is pretty that's impressive man well i i have you know you gotta you gotta thank my father <laughs> yeah well if you're you know i i have kids myself and i could just imagine if i was doing a business and to have you know a son step up and help me with it at some point that would be pretty cool man That'd be yeah cool. it's yeah i'm i'm uh i'm really lucky at the end of the day that uh my dad is somebody that i uh get along with i i, I know a lot of you know have, and we have, we all have friends and, you know, we definitely all have a lot of friends who's, who may not really get along with their fathers. Um, yeah. Especially not on like a passion level, like not, mm -hmm. you know, like I always find in your stories on Instagram or on YouTube, you really come across with actually being passionate about what you're making, which is one of the biggest reasons I ever bought into you will be to begin with. Cause it's like, you know, I am a small business. I like to support small businesses, but when I see a small business owner, like, really caring not just trying to make money not just trying to sell a product but they're like i actually love this thing and i want you to buy it so i can make more of these things which is how you always come across and you know to pick up that passion on a business that your father started or like a trade you know that's that's a pretty unique thing nowadays i think that's really special oh well thanks man i uh it, it's it's not without effort but no <laughs> You definitely work hard, dude. So you work like, would it be like Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of hours? And then, you know, create for you beast after that. Um, it's all sort of more or less. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll work from, I don't know, like if I, if I might get to work at like 6am, um, and, uh, I'm probably doing like production oriented stuff for probably between like six and four um and then i might get the extra two hours um to do you'll be stuff whether that's like packing stuff um or uh or working on manuals or design um and then depending on if it's like a launch or something like that like i definitely spent more time like I, I took some longer lunches for like leading up to the Calypso launch um, yeah. to really like do stuff like, okay, the manual has to look this way and I need to be able to communicate this, you know, all of this information. Um, 
the but then on Saturdays um, and Sundays normally um, I'm coming in and uh, and do you know getting at least like six you know four to six hours to just do more just all the miscellaneous stuff that has to happen um, whether that's like packing stuff because like people underestimate how much time it takes to pack <laughs> these cases. Oh like, man, I bet I actually saw and I think Ben had a video of the packaging for Clips and it looked awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it it really like it takes it takes a good deal of time. Um not just to pack it, but even just like making all the screw bags and like stuff like that. Um the uh, making sure that you have all the hardware, all the hardware bags are labeled correctly, people know what they are. Um the, yeah, uh, you that you you're a you're a one man show, right? So you'd have to count that all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot cuz I bought the last case I got was the uh the lithium. Mhm. Which I loved, but it came with a lot, quite a bit of hardware. Yeah, yeah. I, I've tried to scale down the hardware a little bit since then. Because um, <laughs> yeah. like, I still have some. <laughs> That's what everyone says. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you still have it. It's all, um, you know, what, what, what happened is when EK decided to move out of using Imperial hardware um, and for people that don't know imperial hardware would be like uh uh 632 1032 quarter 20 516 18 stuff like that um and when they moved past that for their new radiators um and they moved to metric hardware i said okay i can't do this anymore <laughs> uh, everything yeah i said all right i'll if you i'll i'll just have this all as a additional add-on sort of hardware items if anyone cares to uh cares to buy it um if not you know there's plenty like mcmaster bolt depot like all those places will sell you whatever hardware you want yeah we have mcmaster up here and it's usually two days for whatever i find i need mm -hmm. yeah like... i order a ton of from mcmaster it's actually such a handy app <clears throat> it's no it's great and um in the states, at least by me, it's um, for the most part, it's a, it's a one day delivery or same day delivery. Man, um, so you guys have that on lockdown down there. Yeah, well, we, we see, but we don't have next day delivery. That's like not a thing here in the North Pole. <laughs> it's like two days is amazing shipping. It, it's usually at least three, but like even at so my two trips over the summer and in October were on the West Coast. And every time I was running out of something while I was there, they were able to, oh, we'll just get it dropped off right now or yeah. we'll get it ordered <laughs> for tomorrow. Like, I think there was something, I forget what it was that we needed, but they had it dropped off like within the hour, like a thing from the store, which to me is crazy. Really? Huh. Yeah. I, I don't have those. Like you can go on a store, a cart app, and they'll go into whatever store that is listed and grab whatever you need. Yeah. There's like four four of those apps around here. Dude, that sounds so handy. It's well, I don't know. It's it's uh it's handy. Um I still like going to the stores though also, but I mean again, like that's also kind of like around here you can always find a store that's open. Um that might not be true uh in Edmonton or or, or other places like that. Yeah, I'm I'm just north of Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. The, uh... That's uh Tanner's in Edmonton, right? My Tanner isn't in Edmonton. That's correct. Yeah, oh, I'm four hours north of him in in Fort McMurray, but I am working towards. You know, we all have. Well, we don't all, 
but a lot of us have the vision of getting somewhere you know a little nicer that live here <laughs> so i would like to get south at least to calgary or you know uh something like that eventually you know, I have to deal with such cold winters up here the uh you don't uh, do you take advantage of all the snowmobiling you know i've never been snowmobiling in my life really That's i have crazy. not everybody around me has and they say it's like the funnest thing you can ever do and i believe them uh i've just always found it's a, a little a bit of an expensive hobby and it's also like you got to go outside when it's really cold <laughs> so, i agree with you on both of those points i'm kind of like uh those things really kind of turn me off from it because just going outside at all is not my favorite during the winter i don't know why i go hang out out there but some people do it some people love it it's a uh it's a hobby you know i mean but you're right it is really cold um you do generally have to go outside when it is the coldest. Yeah. Um, and like I work outside. So mm-hmm. when I get to days off, I'm like, I am, I've, I'm a hermit. Being a hermit, I, staying inside. I feel that. I feel that. So I haven't, uh, do you mind? I haven't picked up a Calypso yet. I feel bad for that, by the way. No, dude. It's, it's, <laughs> it's on my radar. Don't at all. Don't it's definitely, at all. It's definitely on my radar. My issue is uh, all, like all my builds are generally client builds. So I, I kind of have to sell it along the way but i'm getting there i have a few itx parts on standby so i'm like i'm getting there but how's the launch been um it's it's been okay um i was you know i was hoping for um a little bit of a larger response um not that it's been bad but i just i was hoping for a little bit more um based on the amount of like work that i put into this one um but i mean i i acknowledge that like there's there's a lot of challenges to um what i'm trying to do um in the work that i create and the cases that i make and uh a lot of it just takes time um you know i don't have like if you look at like the people that for the most part i'm competing directly against like some of the bigger companies right yeah um you know there's there's some there is one other i mean if you look at like sleeger pcs or sleeger pcs like they're a smaller company um bigger than me still uh but for the most part people are going to be looking at like my atlas case right they're going to be looking at like the um the cooler master master frame um right the and when it's just hard when you're competing against people that have marketing budgets that are you know oh it's it's exponentially larger than what you can even you know hope to gross in a decade yeah (laughs) i feel you there I would, I do feel like you have, you know, the strength and the attitude to, to, to do it and not get discouraged. But I, I definitely hear you in the sense that like, you know, when you want to build something, well, Cooler Master has this marketing budget or this R&D budget or even just R&D capabilities. You know, we, they have every graphics card and motherboard to make sure they all, you know, fit versus you yourself. But 
you know, there's always a there's there's a slot for both. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think even in our like on even on the big stage, I think AMD is a good example of that. So like, I I love Intel and they've been really great to me, but they've always had just you know in front of us the bigger uh marketing budget because they've been around longer and they've earned more and put more in their coffers over time mm-hmm. so amd doesn't quite have the same you know marketing budget but they or research and development e- either maybe they're getting up there now but you know around the 2000 you remember the 2000 series like the 2600 and the 2700 mm-hmm. you know they were they were pretty low around there but they came back and now they're just conquering uh, in the sense of, well, I mean, the 13 series is pretty amazing from Intel, but in, they're both at least competing with each other with very different budgets, which is kind of cool. That's true. I mean, I, I still think that they're, I mean, when you're talking about like, I mean, what, like Intel Those are spent, huge companies. Yeah. Like Intel spends like $300 million a day on marketing or something crazy like that. Like I forgot what yeah. Intel's actual marketing budget uh, is, but it's actually something crazy. Like, like six point okay, twenty twenty one marketing expenditures was six point five four billion dollars. Yeah, so like you're so almost like, there, dude. Yeah, I know, right? We're we're <laughs> we're, we're getting pretty close. Um, the uh, but I I I I hear I hear I hear your point. Um, but you are you are so you're but Intel's a billion people you know they got oh man they got like thousands i think they're in the 10,000 20,000 range of people that work for them i'm sure yeah and you're one person and yeah <laughs> and the trade off you know all that money is is your your trading of time uh to gain the resource and right now you're trading time to do marketing on the pc modding and making park podcast so that that counts dude <laughs> we'll get there one day um podcast is free marketing it does absolutely the um but i you know i don't mean to uh i don't mean to (laughs) (laughs) complain about not having uh intel's marketing budget um no i uh i actually think the stuff that you've accomplished or even the places that your cases have shown up as a one guy business in just a couple of years is pretty incredible like oh excuse me last year there was a you know Deb did a giveaway and your case was one of the three cases in, in the giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like an Asus and uh, a, a gamers charity kind of collaborate collaborative giveaway. And I thought it was really cool to see you in there. Uh, you know, uh, 80, 80 ish plus over in, he's in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. He's like changing up your cases all the time. And that's around the world, dude. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. The uh uh I'm really uh I feel really blessed to be able to or have had the opportunity to sort of like get these designs into so many different places like well they're good designs. Well, <laughs> thank you. But they are. <laughs> it's just cool to think like that uh, y- that somebody in, you know, Dubai wants to, you know, build on a monument. Like, that's just, that's just cool. Like, I just never, I never really thought that it would, um, 
I never thought that it would sort of get to that point. Um, yeah, I like that. I watched know. a documentary. I watched a documentary uh, called <laughs> Dear Zachary. Have you seen that? I ha- I haven't. I think I've heard of it, though. It's not bad. It's actually kind of sad, and it's got this crazy murder mystery twist. But a cool takeaway from that documentary was a guy dies, hence the murder mystery. And the documentary is made by his best friend. So what his best friend does is he travels around and he follows every person that his friend had known and compares them to, he has a map. Like he has a, first it starts with just a map of the US and then it grows into a map of the whole world. And he pings where his friend, you know, had an impact. Do you see what I'm putting down? Like if you had to picture that for you yourself as you will beast, that's a pretty cool picture, man. I, and I like to think like that. No, I, well, I don't want nothing to happen to you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Derek, you seem like an optimist. No, I am. Um, uh, nothing's going to happen to you, but I mean, like, so far, your pings are already global. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Which is pretty um, cool. It's not just me, though. I mean, you know, um, a lot of, almost all of us, I also have to, you know, uh, include Kenan, um, who was, uh, you know, a, a part a partner in uh Yulby's designs um up until just last year uh, when he decided to leave the project um the uh but it, it wasn't just me it was it was him and tanner's helped a ton as well um and then just like you and the rest of the community of like all these guys um and girls have a uh, kind of banded together and you know really uh I think encouraged encouraged me and encouraged us to, you know, keep creating challenging designs um, and putting that pu- keep putting that stuff out in the world, and that really means a lot. Yeah, when you're yeah, like our community actually. I remember when I first got into it, the 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 strength of the community and actually like the energy behind it really surprised me and pushed me it it kind of pushed me into it like i didn't Mm -hmm. even think i was doing anything special and all of a sudden it's like wait you guys like this oh i guess i'll uh (laughs) let me try again and i just stuck with it (laughs) (laughs) uh so you mentioned designs when you do a design like i know everybody says you got to be washing dishes or something to have you know, the breakthrough ideas, but when you, when you rough out a design, do you find from time of roughing it out all the way to launch is, do you have another idea for something else afterwards? Or do you usually let that one idea kind of ride and then wait for another aha moment? It's an interesting question. Um, Cause I know I've been both. Usually I, usually I am pumped about a project and then I stop and then I would like, and brain dead for a month and then all of a sudden it's like oh i should do this (laughs) i normally will so my design process is normally going to be i'll rough out like i don't know 20 or 30 different concepts wow um in cad and do it all really quickly i'm also pretty fast in cad um because i do it you know every day but I'll rough those all out and I might only spend like a couple minutes on each one. Um, and I'll, and I'll just save, save them like numerically. I'll call this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, I'll do that. And then I'll look through 
and, and, and normally like I'm doing this because I have kind of already like a feeling of what I want. Um, I just don't know quite how I want to express it. Um, I'll do that. I'll kind of review those top, pick out the top five or something like that. And then from there, spend a little bit more time, flesh out ideas, and then I'll have something pretty, normally something that'll be pretty close to like the rough idea of what I want to create. Um, and from there, the only other, um, the only other opportunity where I think there'll, there'll be big changes is when I, um, I show it to people. Like normally like I'll show rough drafts to people because I want, like I think that input period is a really important time for a design um, where like oh, I might, neat. yeah, like I want, I want feedback on it because there's there, oftentimes there's things that I'm not quite thinking about um the uh i think like that happened with like pc works i showed him the dune case that i did for um the uh mods by ben's aorus spotlight right um that i showed little, him the little case you did yeah that's just the, 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 the little one the <laughs> um, i showed him the dune case and he and originally i was gonna have um i wasn't gonna have perforated running on the bottom of the case um, and I was just going to have the tubes sort of like, uh, free form flowing th out through the sides. Um, and almost sort of like veins or like, uh, ligaments. Ooh. Um, and he, he looked at it and he was just like, his, his one piece of comment was like, have you ever thought about like running? Cause I already had perforated incorporated in the design in a bunch of places. He was like, have you just thought about running the tubes on the bottom through perforated? I was like, no, why would I do that? And then <laughs> I started, I, we hung up. I, I started looking at it. I was like, fuck, he's right. <laughs> Dude, he's a smart guy, man. And he, he knows, uh, he knows how to deliver the, the opinions. I've always, I've always enjoyed that from Tim. Yes, that was a, um, so that was, and that was cool. That was like an example. Like I, um, I think a lot of the times when you're like creating stuff, like you might have all the pieces there, um, but you just not might have them. You might not have them assembled in the perf, the most sort of like perfect or idealized way. Um, and it really takes somebody who you, some on it and say you know have you i see that you're doing you're using this you know these techniques you know is there a reason why you didn't think about doing this um and i find that like immensely invaluable um and it, if you think about it like that happens like i mean in any um art program a collegiate art program that's happening in every single class every day <laughs> you have to present your work and get feedback for it. Whether you like the feedback or not, people are going to give it to you. Yeah, that's um, right. And that's useful though. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. It's hard because sometimes people say they don't like it. <laughs> right, right. Um, and that's always tough that you know you have to accept that not everyone is going to like what you're going to do.
but were you, were you in those types of classes um no i wasn't um i did uh i did um the closest i ever came was i helped um ken with one of his um thesis papers um so like towards the end of um ken's uh collegiate experience um he uh me and him did some did a lot of work together with um something called process art um which is sort of like the you kind of think of like the documentation of like um the creation of of art and how you how you actually create things um okay. the uh so we spent a lot of time at the shop and we spent a lot of time making stuff um and working with different methods um and playing around with things um and i got a little i got a lot of insight in that process of working with him um in how you know how we could go about creating or how you go about creating um work in a more like i think classroom setting hmm. so it was, it was interesting so you're going to be putting on any workshops <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think so people have asked have i've come up and asked me like eric like why don't you do like a fabrication like a fabrication class i'm like uh i don't know that seems like seems like a lot seems like i don't have enough time already well and something that would be kind of interesting because you know it's so machine based that you would have to kind of think of a project to teach people that they could replicate you know when they go home with what they have you know what i mean yeah there's and that's these days it's pretty tough i mean um even like when you think of like old school machinery um like shears right shear um from 1955 um and it works great it's a great shear um the and it's it's about as old as you can get in terms of like metalworking like you know metalworking machinery that's still like you know hasn't really completely been replaced by something better um but even that like you know it's not like <laughs> it's not like i can go and like and <laughs> convince you know somebody to go and like install a 10 foot you know five ton machine in their, their garage just to work on <laughs> obscure metalworking projects sure. um yeah no it's you're right that's it's tough it's tough that's why the metalworking the barrier to entry is so high it is and that that is part of what puts you in a unique spot with it is because you know your your dad started the shop and you found out you know you like it and are running the shop but also branching out into your own creative venture which is you know yule beast which is so mm -hmm. cool dude so i gotta ask uh our time is is short on zoom apparently but uh if something was to happen to the shop let's say you had to get out with three things to try to carry on tomorrow three tools uh which which would you pick three tools okay any tool yeah, ideally. You can pick big ones. Machines count. Machines count. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'd probably pick one of my lasers. 
Laser, okay. Because they're great and they make everything so much better. <laughs> um, I'd probably pick a press break um, because I love forming and I think forming is really cool. Um, I could talk about different forming techniques and stuff forever. Um, <laughs> and then, hmm. I think the monument is a good uh, example of how much you like forming. <laughs> how many the bends is that? Uh, one, two, three, four, four bends. Four bends. That's not that's not bad. No, it took the monument took a really long time to figure out how to bend. Because at first we didn't even bend it. First, it uh, all in one piece. Originally, it was welded on the bottom. Um, and I, I was uh, eventually able to figure out how to do it all. Um, all as one part, but it was it was challenging there's that's three different press brake setups oh um on two different machines i can't even use the same machine to do all the bends hmm. um, so pretty tricky pretty tricky to replicate at home <laughs> <laughs> i don't know some people have come pretty close like the uh some people have a lot there there are a lot of good D diy monuments out there um but uh, I haven't seen anybody um, get it perfect. Um, and that's because the technique, there's a specific technique in order to get it perfect that's really hard to replicate. Um, a secret sauce. It's, yeah, it's, it's not so secret <laughs> as it's just, it's just obscure <laughs> and not generally recommended. Well, be careful. Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, any 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 sort of um, fabrication or woodworking, you know, you definitely always have to be as safety conscious as you can be, um, because yeah. it's all inherently dangerous. Yeah, I, I work in the equipment, and it's the same idea. Mm -hmm. I think it gives us confidence in our hobbies, but you do got to be careful. Yeah it's it's um you have to be respectful right like yeah that's a good way to put it you can't you can't just take the things for granted you can't try to do things quickly um no. you have to take your time and it, it's easy when you enjoy the process you know mm -hmm. the is this gonna meeting gonna kick us out <laughs> i'm not sure i'm trying to buy the uh the longer time do we just restart the? You just restart the meeting. <laughs> Since we're completing it, I don't think it's going to kick me out. I better write down to edit this if I can. <laughs> oh yeah, unlimited yeah. minutes. Did it work? Cool. Yeah, it did. Where did it say? I didn't get the notification. I got it over on. Uh, I got the email. Yeah, no, it just popped up. Oh, deadly! Oh, phew! I was like nervous. <laughs> like, okay, we can't go back to podcastle. <laughs> I was thinking we're not in an hour, are we? I can't tell. Started at 4.43. It's only 5.20. That's not that bad. So what's your third tool? Oh, probably a computer. Oh, that makes sense. you got to run everything. So you would choose the laser so you don't cut on a plasma table? No. Oh, wow. I mean, I have a, well, we, we do have a plasma torch. 
um, and an acetylene torch. But no, everything, everything is laser cut, 100%. And it's more powerful than the plasma? Way more powerful. Really? I didn't know that. I was of the opposite impression. The um, No, our fiber laser will cut one inch steel with like pretty good um, edge quality. Um, wow. The, uh, yeah, no. The, I mean, I honestly, with a plasma, you could, or an acetylene torch, yeah, like you can modify them to cut thicker material, um, probably faster, uh, but not nearly with the edge quality that you'll get with a laser. Yeah, and that's what you're after, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more or less. People, these days, everyone expects um, a really high standard for, for edge quality of parts. Um, that's something that's changed a lot, you know, since I first entered the business like 10 years ago. Um, the uh, Back even 10 years ago, like you could kind of get away with um, a lot more like sharp corners on things um, or some like rougher edges. But these days, everyone expects like laser quality parts. Hmm. Yeah, I guess in, like outside of computers, just with any any products you interact with, they're less sharp than they used to be. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, a hundred percent, and that's you know that's a concerted effort. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So I did notice uh, you guys, you and Ben, have a build queued up with Seth Curry. Yeah, I am. Uh, I I honestly I I don't uh, I don't know all that much about that project. <laughs> it looks nice it's yeah i just saw the final uh i just saw the final uh product basically um on his instagram uh earlier today and it does look really cool um i spent a lot of time uh at least a couple days working on that um and yeah i'm i think it's cool being able to it i mean celebrity builds are always kind of cool right oh super Um, cool i think that there's there's an added level of coolness to projects where you get to give it to somebody that is kind of the at the top of their game right yeah there's there's something really really fulfilling about being able to share something that you worked so hard on with somebody that works so hard on an everyday basis. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's there. This just, for me, that feels really, really rewarding. Um, As a kind of like as, as a craftsman, as a craftsman to a craftsman. Yeah. So that's the perfect way to put it. And, you know, having it be the lithium, that's, that's one of my favorite cases you've done and, you know, kind of a, a special lithium. And then with Ben, doing the build like there's a lot of talent going into that guy's computer and that guy has a lot of talent so it's it's a pretty nice uh it's a nice package for everyone really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no absolutely cool. yeah i i think he did uh like ben did another build coll- collaborative build with him last year or something like that uh, i'm i'm not actually entirely sure um I, I do I do vaguely recall something like that, um, but, but it's I'm cool. Not... It's just cool to see it pop back up. I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think collaborative projects are a lot of fun. Um, I like working with people. Um, the uh, 
I'd love to work with you at some point. <laughs> oh, find yeah. a, Dude, let's do find a way to work together. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it's just neat. I really like the, the ability to um, learn someone else's workflow and uh, play around with ideas. Um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at YouTube to actually share what my workflow even looks like. It's nothing special. Mm-hmm. But but I like that too. Like when I fire up YouTube, if I have time, I like to watch like shop tours or people ramble on about why they did you know this table leg a certain way. And mm-hmm. like so instead of trying to make the you know I started out YouTube trying to be kind of I guess you'd call it entertaining. <laughs> instead <laughs> of trying to be entertaining on television, I've chosen to be boring and rambly. So my my future YouTube videos will be kind of long and boring, but if you struggle through them, you might figure out why things I make look as messy as they do. (laughs) Um, That's funny. So like, I'm also trying to, uh, trying to do more YouTube. Um, It's crazy. Like I, I ignored YouTube for a long time. I just thought YouTube is the giant that I will never get involved in and then the more people i meet the more i understand the power of youtube Mm -hmm. and you're like my goodness i need to be present on that platform yeah no absolutely the uh i've um i i think like for me like the hardest part with youtube is trying to I guess like package it all together. Um, I feel like when I'm making things, I don't want to be filming. Well, that's, and that's, I have that exact same problem. Did you know I met with a person today who does filming in our town? And the idea was we had coffee, but in two weeks, they're going to come over and kind of coach me because I'm like, I'm getting good at making stuff, but I'm horrible at content Mm -hmm. and I need help. Like, how can I just walk in my garage and cameras turn on? Like, I, I want, like, the Tony Stark version. I don't want to have to do it because I suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I don't mean I suck at it and I have no interest in learning. I mean, I have, I have a huge interest in learning, but I have a really hard time turning that corner of my brain on. When There's I go, a bandwidth problem. Yes. Yeah, I totally it. get it. I totally get that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I have a very, very similar, similar issue, um, and I don't quite know how to, uh, how to get over it besides just brute forcing it. Yeah, like <laughs> last night, like there's one project I'm working on, and I'm going tomorrow to take pictures of it. I've, I've, for anybody listening that's been wondering, I finally did finish a cool project. It's almost done. Uh, but I, I've been trying to film that one, so I have actively filmed every step that I've built this one, this case. So this is just a custom case I'm doing. I didn't actually do the build inside of it, but the case and surrounding parts of it had quite a bit of, you know, of my stuff put into like modeling and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I filmed every part of that. But last night, for example, I went out in the garage uh, after the kids went to bed and I started working on that and I set up and I filmed a bit of that. And then I turned around and I unboxed two other cases I was working on, stripped one down, started painting it, 
turned to my right. I started measuring for the base of this one case that I want to do. And then I, then I thought I should have filmed all of this, but I just yeah. walked over here and started doing stuff. Yep. Like, whoops. Mm-hmm. I think that like, I'm really excited for, remember when like uh, those Google glasses first came out I and do. it was just like in the, you had the, not only the ability to just like have AR and see things kind of like, um, in that augmented reality sort of setup, but you also could record things like point of view. Um, yeah, that would solve the problem. That would just totally solve the problem, right? Well, uh, you know, Apple, Apple's coming out with the glasses next year. So let's, uh, I think, you know, they are. I think so. Yeah. Oh man, I have an iPhone. That's what I, I run is Apple. So that would work good. I, I'm pretty, uh, don't quote me on that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm confusing it with another product, but I thought they were working on it. Um, that would be super handy. It would be great. It would be I, great. I was even, you know, like, like, like Ellie with John is a great like photographer and she has that eye. So she knows, and John is actually a photographer too, but like they know when to stop and take a picture of what's cool. Yeah. Like as they're doing something, they can recognize like, this is a good shot. I, I don't do that yet. I'm hoping to learn that, but I'll be working on something. And just yesterday I did stop once and went, Stop doing this and grab the camera because this actually looks cool, <laughs> mm. which is a, that's a rare, you know, I, I have a hard time uh, hearing that, hearing that little voice, but I'm trying. I think it's different too, when you're in a workshop, when you're using tools, like, and we, we, we were talking about like the respect for tools, like, like that sort of respect. And maybe it's just because it's like, <sighs> I'm part of like a family business and I had to, I learned some of this stuff when I was younger, like, like the whole like respect for tools, like was just hammered in. Well, it's very Uh, important. And it's really, really important, right? Like you're, we're using lasers and high tonnage brakes and plasma torches and welding and, you know, everything, everything is sharp. Everything will kill you if you, you know, try hard enough. Yeah. That's a good Um, way to put it the uh and it just it feels for me in a lot of ways like kind of disrespectful (laughs) to the process to like record something when i really should like i know if i if i if i set the camera up and record it i'm not really thinking about the process anymore i'm thinking about the recording that's very true um and i struggle a little bit on how to like balance those two things um and 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 how to balance those things and still be respectful because i think you can do it i know there is a way um i just haven't quite figured that out yet i think the way is uh really expensive tripods or a cameraman (laughs) another human (laughs) yeah like you know because it's true even this little thing i talked about just a second ago where i stopped yesterday all i was doing was sanding you know a square piece of acrylic that i'm i'm making a panel and but just I had it on this piece of wood and I was sanding well I, I was filing just the edge just to get the sharpness off of it mm-hmm. like because it's not doing anything I just don't want to put a sharp piece anywhere so I was just filing it down I thought okay this is a kind of a cool picture like for a b-roll let me grab my camera set it up real quick and do it and then the next sign the next side that I filed with the camera rolling was total shit 
Because <laughs> I, you know, I was like not even paying attention. I was basically just scratching the acrylic <laughs> while trying to look cool on camera. Exactly right. <laughs> Then you turn the camera off, you got to fix it all up. It's like, oh man, uh, <laughs> I that happens to me all the time. Like, I'll turn, I'll try to like film something, film a process, and I'll, I'll have the camera on, and like, I'll just end up trying to look cool instead of actually trying to do like sand the part, <laughs> grind it like the real way it's supposed to be grind. Like, I'll be like, oh, like this is like this will look cooler if I polish this this way. Meanwhile, like I'm polishing mild steel, and like it doesn't even need to be polished, and like I'm just making this so much harder for the painter. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like dude just... we have to sign this now yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah funny. it's you know anyway so yeah dude, being in a workshop is is i think a lot harder like i have if i'm like making a build on a table in my in my house or in my office way easier to like have a camera just right there and be like okay i need to take a picture of all these steps yeah you know That's true um a lot it's it's a lot less dynamic and you have better lighting <laughs> yeah the lighting is always a huge issue yeah because shops just inherently have if you if you have a shop of any kind your lighting is guaranteed to be horrible just fluorescent <laughs> yeah just fluorescent lights because i mean would you if you have a shop like what what do you want to invest in do you want to invest in better lights or do you want to invest in better tools yeah like cinematic lights with soft boxes or a cnc yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're like, uh, should probably and pick you, what makes me money. You, you, you just got a CNC, didn't you? Like a couple months ago. I did. I got one in January, so we're almost at a year. Okay. It okay. was pretty fun. Yeah. Which Which one did you go for? So it's the I2R uh, B4. So that's the the bigger spindle, uh, 24 inch by 24 inch. Okay. Um, now I don't really know I2R as a brand um besides seeing them um what is there like so is it you you actually have a spindle on it's not just a router it's an actual spindle yeah it's the spindle with you just swap out the call it in the bid okay but uh okay. It, you know it's like i've never owned a different cnc so i don't know how to compare mm -hmm. qualities but it's been like a super rigid machine and the machine itself hasn't had one issue in a year and it's even survived me learning on it which i'm sure you might know is kind of hard on the machine <laughs> i almost yeah. killed that thing i thought like a hundred times like when i first oh, okay. started trying to cut aluminum i would you know oh let me just cut this quarter inch in one pass and then the machine is like trying to kill itself diving into the aluminum and before I had learned proper feeds and speeds and stuff, <laughs> you know, just trying to scrape. It wasn't even on once. Just started scraping across the aluminum. Oh, no. Oh, God. This is a great. I'm looking at this now. This is a great. This is a great machine. It's it's actually been very nice. I've really enjoyed it. And they've put out a few other things, which I don't exactly need, but I'm interested in because it's theirs. Like, because I know of the quality that I got out of the CNC, mm -hmm. like they just put out a bandsaw. And I've been wanting a bandsaw, and I was like, man, that's a 14-inch bandsaw. I only need an 8-inch bandsaw. But I know that a 14-inch bandsaw from I2R will probably do better for me than whatever I'm going to pick up here. Oh, I've been pretty happy with it. 
it looks it's really i mean it looks first of all really robust it's using an actual spindle not just a router so you have like full vft control i guess yeah um the so like that's really good it's su you can tell it's super rigid it's using linear bearings it looks like um the uh replaceable wasteboard um yeah this looks like a great like this will basically do everything you want. You're just going to be, you're limited by the 24 by 24. Yeah. I do wish I bought bigger, honestly. Like I, yeah. I've, been, I've been able to make do, but uh, I wanted to build a sword yesterday. And you <laughs> know, no one has did. a two foot sword. Like that's just too short. Yeah. So you could make it in segments <laughs> and then, you know. Yeah, I'm going to have to, or I'll learn to weld. I've been meaning to learn to weld. Welding is so easy. Dude, it looks so cool too. It's it welding is super super easy. People say it's hard. It's not. Is welding nice because you have the forgiveness of a grinder afterwards? It helps. You know, I mean, there's a lot of different types of welding. Like, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about like the difficult welding, like if you want to do like pipe welding, like where you can't hide your hide your welds, right? <laughs> um, and it has to be seamless, and or you know, it has to be uh, con a continuous weld. Um, that's hard. Uh, but if you're just talking about like MIG welding, like general MIG welding, no, that's super easy and has a really low barrier to entry. If you came over, I could teach you how to be like a decent MIG welder in like six hours. Oh, really? You should do a workshop online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've tried doing that, but when you like, when the, the, you need to filter, you need to filter the, the camera, the lens, because otherwise oh, yeah. it just looks like. A blinding light. Like a comet is striking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, awesome, man. I got to sign off here pretty quick. But uh, for anybody listening who doesn't know where to find you, where 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 should we direct them? Oh, sure. Um, so uh, yulbeast.com is the best place. That is um, our website. Uh, if uh, in addition, we also have our Discord, which is discord.gg slash Yulebeast. Um, everyone is welcome to come hang out, uh, even if you do not or never want to own a Yulebeast product. That's not that's not the point of the Discord. It's just for like like-minded people to like be talk about creative things and you know uh, talk about hardware, PC modding, stuff like that. So that's awesome. Yeah, there's been some really great stuff in your Discord over the last couple of years. I've I've picked up on paint tips all kinds of stuff in there yeah it's cool it's cool it's uh I'm, we're always happy to have you and uh you know derek thank you so much for uh for inviting me to um inviting me to talk i i hope that uh i hope that we can do this again this was a lot of fun oh yeah man i sorry it was such a rocky start but i appreciate you coming on here and i would definitely like to do this again i'm kind of trying to develop you know this a circle of my own within this podcast that we just kind of catch up every few months mm -hmm. and do new episodes and stuff. Or maybe when you got another drop come out, we can talk about it or leading up to one would be sure. fun and things like that. But yeah, it's awesome to have you on here, dude. You're such a, you're such a positive leader in, in the PC <laughs> modding industry. It's true, man. I feel I'm, I'm a, I think I'm a positive. I don't know. I, I feel like a pessimist of over in a lot of ways but oh, you know you don't look like a pessimist you come off as positive <laughs> oh thanks man. Is good and it is easy to be a uh, 
it's a tough space to stay positive we'll say sure so it because you know i think it's because we have so much heart behind the projects that if they don't do how you want them to do or if somebody does something exactly like what you're almost done Mm -hmm. uh, and they put it out first or you know not com- it's not competition, but it's just we kind of get caught up in the social media, I think. Sure. Yeah. So at, at times you wonder, you know, are we doing the right thing or not? But I think that the important thing to do when you feel like being pessimistic is just to kind of like uh I listened to a guy named Andy Pizza. He does the creative pep talk and he's really awesome. And he, he often tells you just to step back or break it away or break it down to where you started. So if you were you know, if you were you before you started Yulebeast or when you first started Yulebeast and you could see where you are now, you'd probably be super proud of yourself, right? So like if I looked at what I'm doing today or the projects I'm doing now versus two years ago, I'd be like, dude, you are killing it. You are. If that makes Well, thank you. But you I, absolutely but, are. <laughs> but, but, but I just mean you as well but there is times even now when we're like ah this wasn't such a good week or i gotta put something out or i have to hurry and get this done when really it's like actually we've been doing pretty well on our paths you know we all are because our whole community rises together yeah and i I think we all have the same you know 10 20 people on our radars and you kind of learn who's sticking with it Mm -hmm. and those same people are still in it and they're still progressing and i think it's a it's a cool thing to recognize that the community as a whole is growing. And I think that we're actually just, I think we're still a baby community, to be honest. And we're just getting started, you know? Did I lose you? No, Derek, are you there? Yep. No, I'm sorry. You cut out at baby community. <laughs> oh, weird. Sorry. No, but yeah, no, I was saying. Okay. Well, I better write that down. That's a weird edit. But yeah, I was just saying I, I I just think we're just getting started and it's uh it's kind of fun to to check check in on each other and kind of keep track of how everyone's doing it and kind of remind each other that we're all doing awesome because like dude, you are a positive person and what you're doing is positive. And if you feel uh, you know, like it's a rainy day or 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 like you're not doing great, well just kind of reflect on it and you know, social media is actually good for that because you can scroll back, mm-hmm. just scroll down to Instagram and see what you used to do. You say, well, I'm doing better than I used to. So <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're absolutely right. That's um, a good thing. The uh I need I need to talk to you more, Derek. You're you're this I, I, I need some of this uh some of this creative pep talk that you're that you're spouting here. Oh, the, well, it's uh, its own podcast and you should check it out. It's awesome. The, uh, I, I want, I it. want your, I like your, I like your interpretation of it. That was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. I like doing that. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, no, you absolutely, absolutely should. I, I, in one last thing, I think that like, it's really easy to underestimate how difficult of a task, what a lot of us in the community are trying to do in our own different ways. I think um, it is. And I think social media is kind of to blame for that. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also, you know, I think it's also how we all started on social media. Mm -hmm. Because like, I now post all kinds of crap. Like I posted a Molex cable and I was mad at it yesterday. (laughs) Like there's nothing to it. Just, you know what, this cable sucks. I'm posting it on Instagram. But when I started, I would only post like when my build was done. 
So then you kind of get the impression that you're not allowed to show the slips or you're not allowed to share the workflow. You just have to share the product. And I, and I think that actually I've been benefiting from just sharing everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get that. I try to, uh, I try to take pictures of like things that I mess up. I can't always post everything on like Instagram, <laughs> but I try to like document internally, like things that I mess up and just to remind myself that like mistakes happen. We are all human. Um, and, uh, you know, you can, what is that, uh, that saying that Picard had to data, uh, you know, you can make no, mis you can make no mistakes and still lose or something like that. Um, you know, it's, it's just part of the human condition. It is a Star Trek quote. I like that. <laughs> I wish I quoted it the right way. I think you're pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> it's true dude and you can make mistakes and you can get tired like dude you you, you told us in the podcast that you work every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're allowed the odd time of you know what i'm taking a day off and, oh uh, yeah and i don't think you can be blamed for it but there is also times you know when we push ourselves and don't share and then it's expected so i think that it's important to share mm-hmm so then, you know, people like clients or brands or, you know, who, whoever's wanting to work with you will know what goes into a project. So when you want to kind of pencil in your time, they have a better understanding of it. I think that was important for me as a builder. Mm -hmm. Like people would be like, can you have this for next week? When they didn't realize that what I just did took a month. Yeah. So I started to kind of slow it down, share why my stuff takes so long and and just how long it takes so that I don't end up agreeing to something that because if you're tired and kind of grumpy you probably aren't going to like that project yeah and well, that's true i really hate when i get to the end of a project which and it's happened and like i know if i scroll on my instagram i find my stuff can be pretty choppy like some stuff is i find exceptional and then there's the odd or the, you know let's call it half and half some's good some's not so good and the not so good is usually when i was trying to hurry Mm -hmm. or when I was tired or when I was also working a lot at my job, you know, and not managing the time properly. So I found like this, this project, for example, you know what, we'll just say goodbye in a minute. <laughs> With this project, for example, that I'm getting done tomorrow uh, for pictures, it's a case uh, commissioned by an SI Alexander PCs out of Chicago. Okay. And he came to me in August and called and he said, dude, I would like a case done. Here's the general idea, you know, ha have fun. Can we get it for September? And I said, well, yes, like September is pretty soon, but I'll try. So I started working through a design and this has probably happened to everybody. So I, it's not really like a noteworthy story to share, but I started, started on a design to try to meet that deadline. Cause usually deadlines are our friends, you know, they, they're motivating they keep us in check. They keep us accountable. And I thought, you know, this is a cool build. I'll get it done for September. So I kind of settled, you know, and mm -hmm. I built and I built something. So I had a product ready for September, but I didn't show it to the guy. And I said, I looked at it and I was just never really that happy with it. So right after PAX West. So that's when my, one of my better projects, uh, Omni, 
was at PAX West with a with Asus. So they were at PAX West as well, and they saw you know Omni, and they kind of understood the scope of that build. So then when I got talking to him in September, I said, "Well, you know, Omni took me like four months." Yeah. So for our project, I would like more time, more budget and more time. And he said, dude, go ahead. Anything you need, uh, it'll be done when it's done. So I totally scrapped that first version. It's just in a corner of my garage. And the second version that I'm, you know, done tonight, photographing tomorrow, like I love it, you know, and I'm proud of it. And it's way better than that first thing I was going to build. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it took me months longer but it was like you know what i'm gonna just kind of name the elephant in the room i don't have enough time and i don't really like what i built let me mm -hmm. redo it you know i think that that's a for for anyone listening who wants to um wants to do anything creative um that has a, a a craftsman component to it i think that's a really important point to take home um that a lot of the times like if you're not happy with a pro with a product or project like the best thing you can do is put it to the side and start over yeah like because um, you don't want to put not, it out don't put it out like show your best work be you want to be proud of it like if you're not proud of what you do at the end of the day then you can do better yeah, that's um, that's sure. not saying it has to be perfect, right? That's not that's you know nothing is ever perfect. Um, you just have to be proud of it. You have to know that you did your best. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, th there's, you know, because there are projects that maybe you've done or that I've done. Let's say for me, so I'm kind of a themer, so I'm usually working with a theme on a project. There's been themes that I don't really you know, identify with or like understand mm -hmm. that clients have want done and I do it. And to me, I'm happy with it, but you know, I notice a few mistakes where I notice where it could be better just because I didn't really understand it going into it, but I, you know, gave it my best shot. But I, I do find if you have that nagging feeling of like, I don't know about this, or if, if I only had, you know, X amount more time or more budget or resources or, whatever a different hat on that day you just ask and usually the client who has seeked you out in the first place so they want your style or they want what you do you know to be implemented or your product put out or project done in your style they're they're really accommodating actually people are pretty good mm -hmm. which i think it comes off as scary at first but once you kind of find your feet it's uh it's it's a it's a relief no, no, absolutely. I think if you have the confidence to tell someone that like, hey, like this, uh, you know, I need more time because I have a vision and I'm really excited about this vision and I want to make this happen for you. They're normally going to be excited about it. Yeah. You know, so. They get behind it for sure. And that's a good point. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you again. And uh, yeah, we kind of dragged on here, but it, the best stuff came at the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoy talking to you, bro. The, um, and I want to work together on something. We'll have to, I'll have to think about a, think about some fun projects, the um, themes. Yeah. You always you're, see the thing. The problem is, is like, I don't do any theme projects. 
I Never. bet you can make a pretty good sword. <laughs> I could. I mean, I can, yeah, I can make it's not even fair. Like I have like <laughs> cheat. I can like cheat mode making a sword pretty easily. Um, because I can just laser cut out the profile. Yeah, but that's um, awesome. The yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna email you a picture in the dimensions right after this. <laughs> The uh, yeah, mailing it to you might might uh, might uh, raise some. Uh, They'll be okay. Raise... <laughs> They'll just think I'm an epic like hero of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I'm excited. I think I'm gonna start thinking of some stuff we can do together. That would be fun. So. Awesome. Me too. All right, bro. Well, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for sticking through the rough start. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, anytime, man. I'm excited to come back already. <laughs> well perfect <laughs> alright later dude take care